Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing today? Um, I'll level with you, Chris. It's a Sunday. I had um, half a bottle of wine last night and I watched what can only be described as a really spooky film. Um, Elizabeth Moss in a remake of The Invisible Man. Uh, uh, It spooked the hell out of me. I've not seen anything of Elizabeth Moss since uh, Mad Men. Um, If you've never indulged, my God, what is wrong with you? It's the best television ever. Um, And she is uh, obviously a very accomplished uh, actor. And wow. Wow. uh, that spooked me. <laughs> so I've not slept very well, if I have to say. It was either the red That's wine or the spooking. I also watched a horror film the other day called Lake Mungo. It's a found footage film uh, that <laughs> was right. filmed in 2008, and then everyone forgot about it. But recently, a lot of um, reviewers, somehow it just came up. I think someone reviewed it, and it led to lots of people mm. watching it. And it is so good. It's an Australian horror film about a family that loses their uh, daughter, tragically that's not a spoiler that happens right at the start and it's about basically how she keeps appearing in really unpleasant disturbing ways it's a found footage horror film that involves finding footage and you know there's unpleasant things in the background but it's done so well because it's done in the style of a mockumentary right it actually feels like a real life documentary and i think if you watched it without knowing that it was fiction you'd think oh my god is this real because it's done that well um so i highly recommend checking out lake mungo and actually i looked for the film about for about two days on the internet i couldn't find it then i went on youtube typed in lake mungo and somebody's uploaded the whole film onto it. youtube yeah. so go check it out <laughs> while it's still there over, over on the football uh, podcast i do uh when, once the, obviously there wasn't any football for quite a long time um mm. and i was doing like a little film review sort of section a lot of terrible football soccer films uh, are up on youtube <laughs> completely free of charge that everyone can watch it's hilarious it's amazing how much like, there is a lot of stuff on YouTube that probably shouldn't be there, um, like abroad in Japan uh, or your channel as well, Pete, for that matter. Indeed, and, indeed. <laughs> so you never. Know, uh, but no, the check it out, Lake Mungo. It is good, and yeah, it, it it turns the whole kind of genre on its head. It makes it just it's just the best found footage film I've ever seen. But watching that mockumentary, it made me realise right for years I've been talking about making a short film right and doing something like that. 
But yeah. it made me realize that I think I'd actually be a better place doing a mockumentary because it's not too dissimilar from what I do now, right? I basically do kind of mi- like mini documentaries a lot and I do mm. that kind of style. So in t- to incorporate um, kind of like comedy element and make it like a mockumentary, it wouldn't be too much of a stretch of the imagination for me. And I actually do have one idea that I've been thinking about. Um, you might be aware that on YouTube, day in my life videos do really well, right? And mm. um, that's a very popular genre. Like if you have a day in the life video of anyone, it always does really well. And I've done two on myself, um, which weren't that interesting to be fair, but they did quite well. But I figured, wouldn't it be interesting to do the day in the life of a Japanese hitman and the hitman is Natsuki as a film. <laughs> and- I mean, that would require you to make him learn lines, which I worry about. <laughs> well, I, I don't know, really. I think if I could have like, obviously we'd script it, there'd be a plan, there'd be a plot. And I would tell him what's happening, and he would speak in Japanese, mm. so it wouldn't be he'd have to okay, do it in English right. or anything. It'd be set in Japan, it'd be like a 25-minute episode. Maybe it's a day in his life, and he's got like three or four targets he's got to take on. I just like the idea of um, doing a parody YouTube video um, and having like a just something kind of surreal and ridiculous, but also quite fun. But for me, I, this year I'm buying a new cinema camera. Like I'm upgrading my camera in a few weeks, um, and it's like a cinema-level camera so i should be able to pull it off and if we you know if we spend a few a little bit of money on it and actually give it a really good production quality i think it could be a lot of fun and it could be the best most misleading video um but it'll be there on youtube day in the life of japanese hitman just casually there on youtube (laughs) you click on it and you just witness natsuki doing these horrific murders around japan in these really methodical calculated ways and i've thought about it would he be a bungling assassin aka would he just be natsuki or would he be like natsuki playing someone else and i think it's the second kind of option yeah. that i think would be more i think funny. His, 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 his home life like his home life would be funny um Ooh. like his, like maybe you know get get natsuki's a uh, good lady wife involved you know she she could be telling <laughs> him off and stuff it. at home but you know he's uh he's thoroughly emasculated in every part of his life uh, apart from uh when he's being a hitman i mean it, it, i mean it, look it worked for tony soprano the aforementioned tony soprano it's true, it's true. Uh, but it, it, it you know the a man who's uh not in control of his life uh, uh apart from the times in which he's actually in control of other people's lives mm. <laughs> brilliant but there you go. Could it work, though? Could it work? What do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Let us know at brawnjapanpodcast at gmail.com. It may or may not happen. I'm still thinking about it. I am taking it seriously, though. It would have a plot, a script, and I would channel a lot of the ideas I've had over the last few months into this into this video. It's a question of if it's worth it or not. I did actually speak to Natsuki about it. I sort of said to him, Natsuki, do you, do you want to be in a video killing people? Is that you know Is that a good idea? And he was like, yeah, I want to be a famous actor. And I was like, of course you do. Okay, <laughs> we won't worry about that then. Let's have you murdering people brutally. In a funny yeah. way, in a lighthearted he way. He wouldn't mind, I think it's fair to say. So if there he are any um, famous. motion graphics supervisors, <laughs> get in touch with Chris because it sounds like you might need some help. If anyone knows how to do, uh, do blood packets, work with blood packets. Yeah. What, what, um, for those of us who are slightly uh, techy and geeky, what uh, film, film camera are you going, have, you, have you got? Or what camera are you uh, upgrading to? It's, Is it one of those red be... ones? No, it's not a red one. I can't afford that. <laughs> and even then, that's a bit overkill. There's a Canon EOS R5, which is uh, it's coming out, I think, Delicious. in August, and it does 8K, but it's a full-frame sensor. What, um, you go- I mean, you're going to buy a, a, cam- a new model of camera on release 
rather than waiting for all of the firmware problems to get ironed out. You're a madman. You're a wild man. You're insane. I'm insane. But it's going to be worth it. Think about that. Natsuki killing people in 8K. What more could you want? I don't even know if YouTube does 8K. I think it does. It will do. It does now. And and I'm sure your MacBook Pro is screaming. Screaming (laughs) until its vents turn red. It is going to melt. (laughs) The idea. It is going to melt. It's going to be bad. But I, to be fair, in my defense, I don't upgrade my equipment that much, even though the Abroad Japan channel was, you know, 1.5 million subscribers or something. It, mm. you know, I haven't upgraded my equipment since 2017. I've got friends with channels with like 10,000 subscribers that like splash out on the newest, greatest, best equipment yeah. every week. And I've made do with a GH5 Panasonic since 2017. So I'm excited. This is a big deal for me. I'm going to upgrade the camera, probably going to get a new laptop so it doesn't melt rendering 8K footage of Natsuki blowing cars up with Ryoto in. So it needs to be, you know, it needs to be good. It's going to be I would very a big much, month. Uh, I would very much enjoy um, doing a documentary about your new camera. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'll have it like a like the samurai who gets a new sword, Chris and his new camera, the trials, the tribulations, the, the soul searching, the apologies he has to make to his old equipment. Love it. Like a like a samurai getting a sword. Are you referring to yourself, Pete? Because you did reveal last week that you're yeah. getting a samurai sword sometime well, in the near um, future. No, well, not hopefully not near future because it, it right. does involve the death of my auntie John. But <laughs> she did. She's still very. Uh, she's still very much with us. Um, Covered in cats, loves a cat. As my auntie John, very Why charismatic. She just give woman. it to you like now. She what, so she can enjoy really? me. I don't, think she, I don't think she wants to see what I do with it. <laughs> I just like the the idea of your auntie. Um, who, you're going to inherit this samurai sword, right? But mm. clearly, surely she doesn't use it unless she's some sort of no. I don't know, swordsman in her spare secret, time. Secret secretly. swordswoman. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. it's weird. Weird. Just give it to Pete now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Bye. Um, This week, we got an interesting um, message from a chap named Liam from Norway, and it's about Tabi Hordai. Now, what do you know of Tabi Hordai, Pete? What do you know about Tabi Hordai, Nomi Hordai, for our listeners that have never heard of these two concepts? The two most important words you should know in the Japanese language, if you are coming to Japan, are Tabi Hordai and Nomi Hordai. But what are they, Pete? Explain. Uh, Tabimas is to eat and Nomimas is to drink so therefore Tabihodai is all you can eat and Nomihodai is all you can drink and despite the fact that I do have the reputation of uh, liking the odd uh, drink um, I am very much someone who would probably not fare as well on the drinking side but I could definitely put it away when it comes to food. I reckon I could make a pretty decent fist of being a competitive eater Um, I think I've got the body for it <laughs> I am not so sure. I've seen you do very well with Nomi Hordai. I've seen you drink a lot. Mm. Um, I've seen you get your money's worth. For <laughs> for those who don't know, Nomi Hordai for about fifteen hundred yen, uh, which equates to what fifteen dollars or about uh, twelve pounds. You can drink all you can for about ninety minutes to two hours. And we got a story here, and the same applies to Tabi Hordai, right? You can eat as much as you can for about 3,500 yen to 5,000 yen um, at various restaurants, like a barbecue restaurant. Uh, Anyway, let's lead into Liam's story. So he says, hi, guys, I'm Liam, a long-term listener and viewer from Norway. I've travelled to Japan many times over the years, and a safe bet I always like is all-you-can-eat yakiniku restaurants, barbecue restaurants. The food and beer is both delicious and cheap, but sometimes it seems like the prices and rules aren't really made for Western customers. Let me explain. I went to a barbecue place in Kyoto where the price of all-you-can-eat 
uh, dinner was low and all you can drink was only 500 yen extra. While I cannot remember if the restaurant had a tiered menu set where you can pay more for unlimited access to more of the menu, I can remember that we paid very little for access to everything, including their huge selection of Wagyu beef. Being amazed at the price and wide access to meat, we completely forgot to order vegetables. For the hour or so that we had free access to food, we tall for Europeans, full, four tall, can't say it, four tall Europeans, all Europeans. ended up <laughs> ordering various pieces of Wagyu beef because of its value, while sampling various other pieces of meat on the side. It was near the last call that we realised that the all-you-can-eat all offer was not designed for a Western audience. The kitchen had started rate limiting us and we were still hungry. Tables around us started taking interest. A Japanese man in particular seemed to take more interest in watching us battle our appetites than the apparent date that he was with at the time. When we left, he cheered us on, presumably impressed by the sheer amount of appetite we had. In the end, we had a lot of stomach pains all round for the rest of the evening and had most likely ordered meat two or three times the value of the all-you-can-eat offer. We concluded that the offer was most likely made for people with smaller appetites who ordered a more balanced meal, a dope beeline straight to the most expensive meat on the menu. My question to you is, what's your experience with all-you-can-eat in Japan? Is this type of experience usual, or did we find a poor restaurant that hadn't caught on to tourists with appetites yet? Liam from Norway. What do you make of that, Pete? Did he overstep the mark with his Wagyu consumption? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess going straight for the Wagyu, I mean, I imagine it probably wasn't wasn't great A5 uh, quality Wagyu, but yeah, I mean, that's an oily, like, you're going to end up with a stomach ache if you're putting, you know, oh, no yeah. rice, no kind of chips, no, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not lining your stomach with anything uh, and just throwing the oiliest meat you've ever eaten in your life down there you're gonna you're gonna your stomach is gonna go no no thank you no thank you you're gonna be pooing grease for the next three days oh god well i mean i i actually took my friend my friend his birthday when we were in kyoto once about uh three or four years ago and we went to a yakiniku barbecue restaurant and we got a course i think it was about five thousand yen each uh, and for that, you could just order. It was amazing. You get a menu, right, with loads of beautiful pictures of Wagyu on, and you just point at it and went, I want that one. And they bring it. No matter how many times you point, they bring it over and over and over. Mm. But because, as you say, it's Wagyu, and it is phenomenally oily, it's like eating butter, and you struggle to eat more than 300 grams of the stuff. And even 300 grams is a lot. Um, you know, we, we didn't really eat that much in the, at the end of it all. And they do try and pad out the all-you-can-eat tabihodai with various other things like cabbage and side dishes and stuff. They have a lot of side dishes to try and fill you up so you don't eat all the wagyu. And I do think, as Liam said, that uh, you know, tabihodai, it's, it is designed for Japanese people who know the limit. But I think for Western folks, we kind of just see tabihodai or nomihodai as a challenge waiting to be done, as a, some sort of all-you-can-eat challenge, right? Well, it's not the case. Um, I don't think I've ever been to Tabihodai with you, though, Pete. Have we? No, that would that would. I reckon uh, with jet lag, that would sleep me right up if I was just eating oh, and God. eating and eating. Is that kind of like? Yeah. Was it like that place that you and Natsuki went to that um, uh, had just a million balls of uh, ramen, uh, or, or maybe just a really big ball of ramen, or maybe just a really big uh, pillowy um, kind of uh, what do you call those things? Like a big. Um, Pillow. A big pillow full of meat. Big pillow full of right. meat that's fried. What do you call those know. things? I don't know um, what that is. Oh, gyoza. Yeah, a Japanese restaurant for gyoza. Big right. fat gyoza that you guys ate. Yeah, it oh, looks like a big well, pillow. That's, that's what it looked like. <laughs> big it dumpling. was. 
Oh, the Monster Gyoza. I mean, that wasn't a Tabby Hordai. That was just a giant fucking $200 Gyoza dumpling that we had to try and eat. And uh, yeah, I'd rather forget about that. That was the worst dining experience I've ever had. Don't eat the giant monster dumpling gyoza in Tokyo, folks. Do the monster ramen challenge. Don't do the dumpling. Um, are you thinking? I think you're uh, thinking of wankasoba maybe as well. Wankasoba. Yes, where that's you have the one, bowls yeah. of soba noodles, right? And you have to try and shot effectively shot as many bowls of noodles as you can. And it's said that a real man has to eat over a hundred bowls. And it took me two attempts to to get to, uh, over a hundred bowls. I think. Um, no, that isn't actually tabby holder. That's just a challenge for foolish people. <laughs> it's just a challenge. It's just a challenge, people. It's just a challenge. It has um, an ending. It does. Not a good ending either. I must say, though, Nomi Hordai is so common. And if you are coming to Japan, you want to have a cheap night out, it's, you know, most chain restaurants do do Nomi Hordai. Uh, it is about 1,500 yen for two hours, and the last order is about 90 minutes in, so you've got half an hour to finish your drink, which is a little bit cheeky, I've always thought, uh, because you could you could definitely cram in more drinks in that time. But by the, by the point you've, you know, by the time you've reached 90 minutes in, I find a lot of Westerners have already drunk like 25 drinks and they're being sick in a corner. Um, but typically the special menu is kind of reduced options. If you go into a bar, if you go into a restaurant in Japan, you'll have a massive menu with about 200 drinks. But the Nomi Hodai menu is typically, you know, about a third of that. But it's still good enough. And I think uh, I think you and I did go to Nomi Hodai the last time you were over, Pete, back in um, February. We went to a 1980s-style bar in Sendai where you drank various drinks off the menu and did a Russian accent when you were drunk for some reason. <laughs> Don't you remember that, that. Does that sound like... <laughs> it's on Instagram somewhere. Instagram it? story. Oh, yeah. It's on, there. Oh, it's on there. It's on there. It's up there. Yeah, I've been I've yeah, been caught great. on a long lens, people. <laughs> um but no, it's really cool. I I I have to say Noma Hordai is amazing. And of course the other place you get it is at karaoke as well. If you go to karaoke, uh which we have done as well in Osaka, that is another place you'll get it. Because typically it's a fixed course karaoke. You go for two hours, you get Nomi Hordai, you can drink as much as you can. And it's a dangerous mix. Although, to be fair, by the time you get to karaoke, you're already fairly drunk anyway, right? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and if you're not, you, 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 you're letting yourself down, quite frankly. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, as for Tabi Hordai, it is rarer. Um, the place you get it the most are yakiniki barbecue restaurants, like Liam went to, or teppanyaki grill restaurants, where they have a teppanyaki, nice big iron grill, and they grill food on it, like Wagyu. Now, typically, the price I find for a tabihodai course is somewhere between 3,500 yen to 5,500 yen, um, which is about, what, $35 to $55, 30 pounds to 50 pounds, which is pretty good value for money, especially if it is meat. And I don't know why tabahodai is primarily meat dishes, but it is. Any idea why that is, Pete? Maybe it's because of the aforementioned getting full and getting sick of eating meat uh, situation we discussed. Maybe they um, they just sort of see fish as being more um, less valuable and they can just run it at the sea and get some more. <laughs> Limitless. That's a good point, actually. Limitless. I've never been to a uh, fish. I've never been to a fish tabahodai. I think it's because... <laughs> Meat in Japan is still eaten in quite small quantities compared to the West, right? We go to a restaurant in the UK or the US, particularly the US, and you get a slab of meat, a huge slab. Whereas in Japan, it's kind of fairly small and people are happy with that. People don't like to go overboard with beef. So even if you do have a a tabihodai menu, people here just don't see that as like a challenge. They know their limits. They eat a more reasonable amount, which is the main reason 
Tabby Hordai doesn't really work in the West. Um, do you think it could work? Do you think Tabby Hordai could work in London? Well, it depends. I mean, I guess, I mean, the, the I think the timing is crucial. Uh, crucial. Mm. Um, I think uh, whenever I eat like uh, Eastern Eastern food, um, they've obviously got a reputation of filling you up very quickly, and then yeah. about an hour later you're hungry again. Um, <laughs> I would say Chinese food is very much like that for me, um, it is, yeah, and so yeah. I will have I will have already put my Chinese food in the fridge and then realised oh I'm kind of hungry again and I'll bash through <laughs> a, a colder version of what I've just eaten. So yeah, as long as I kick people out in ninety minutes, I reckon they could still do it in some in the, it's got like quite and a salty food salty food i don't know i just think people would just get a massive plate cover the mm. plate in as much food as they can carry and like haul it back to their table it's and like, carvery, eat it really quick <laughs> oh yeah i suppose you have a carvery can't be a good old roast dinner carvery um that's the same thing yeah and i do that whenever i'm back but there is a there's a kfc that launched in tokyo last year i think we talked about a few years ago a kfc in osaka had a tabby hordai menu and it was really popular and then wow. in the at the end of 2019, they launched a KFC Tabi Hordai permanently in Tokyo, where for 90 minutes and 2,580 yen, uh, you can eat as much KFC chicken as you can stuff yourself with. And for an extra 1,200 yen, you can drink alcoholic beverages or you can drink as well. Now, is that a good deal or what? That is pretty good. It's an ex- it's an amazing deal. But I mean, so what's that? Uh, 2,500 yen, what's that? 22 quid? 25 dollars, um, 20 pounds. Yeah, twenty twenty pounds for unlimited for ninety minutes um, KFC. But the problem is, I'd start. I I my favorite meal on, in KFC is the spicy wings. So I just start on the spicy oh. wings, and they're a lot smaller. They absorb a lot of uh, grease and oil, and it's like ah, I, I think I'd probably die. Almost instantly. you would die. Yeah, it wouldn't I be would good. Die. I would die. I, th- I just I I love I do love a good KFC, but after like th- four or five pieces, I'm done. I feel yeah. pretty rough. Yeah. I, you don't even that. It's, it's a great idea, right? Because you think, oh, yeah, 90 minutes, 2,500 yen. Watch me butcher all the food in KFC. No problem. <laughs> but then after the first 30, 40 minutes, when you're going up for the third or fourth time, you are starting to wish that you'd never eaten that much. And you know that that 90 minutes is going to be more than enough. You know your limits. Um, I've thought about going down there. I've thought about taking Natsuki and doing like a challenge um, that would be a lot more fun, admittedly than the Monster Gyoza Challenge that we discussed earlier. Um, so that'd be quite fun. But uh, yeah, KFC Tabby Hornai, check it out if you're in Tokyo. I think it's uh, about 30 minutes from Shinjuku. I'm not entirely sure on the location. And as I am trying to be healthier this year, to be fair, I probably won't be going anytime soon. Trying to probably stay fit. Yeah, probably for the best. But um, I, they got the the whole history of Nomi Hordai Tabe Hordai comes from Sweden, believe it or not. They were oh. in 1950s. The Japanese were inspired by the Swedish smorgasbord concept and basically imported it. And I think it first took off as a kind of breakfast buffet concept in hotels before becoming popular in restaurants um, during the kind of when the uh, Japanese economy was booming and people were throwing money everywhere. But now it is widely everywhere it's widely accepted it is in pretty much every other izakaya especially chains so do do it become japan go for it and it's important there are some rules there are some rules as well uh number one the, these are the three rules of nomihodai number one be aware that the nomihodai deal often does come with a cover charge right so if you go into a nomihodai restaurant you do have to pay somewhere between 500 to a thousand yen just to have a seat at the restaurant right. and they will ask you to buy uh, like one food dish per person if it's just a 
all-you-can-drink restaurant or an all-you-can-drink bar. So you do have to still kind of buy some food to try and make up for it. Um, there is a time limit, 90 minutes or 120 minutes. This can't be extended. So do keep an eye on the time. It's not like you can reach the end of your two hours and then just do it all over again. More often than not, after that time limit, you have to leave the restaurant. You have to go. Um, so bear that in mind. And finally, if you do go with a group of people, like three or four people, everyone in the party, everyone in that group has to do the Noma Hordai or the Taba Hordai yes, course. Okay. You can't pick and choose, um, which kind of makes sense if you think about it, yeah. um, just for simplicity and people can cheat and order all sorts. So, yeah, that's it. The three rules. And with that, use your newfound discovery of Noma Hordai and Taba Hordai wisely. Eat, drink, be merry, come to Japan and get your money's worth. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And with that, let's turn our attention to the fax machine. What have we got this week in the fax machine, Mr. Donaldson? We have got a message from George, who says, Hello, Chris slash Pete. Like many of your listeners, I hope to one day visit Japan and see all it has to offer. However, possibly due to too much lockdown-induced free time, I've spent an unnecessary amount of time reading about bears and bear attacks on humans in Japan. Consequently, I've developed a perhaps irrational fear of being attacked by a bear during a future trip. Whilst I don't think this would prevent me from visiting Japan completely, I'd hate for my bear troubles to stop me from visiting rural areas or from seeing some of the more isolated areas of natural beauty. 
So my question is, have either of you had any bear encounters during your time in Japan? Has it ever weighed on your mind that you share a country with these terrifying creatures? And to what extent should I let my fear of being eaten alive shape my future trip to Japan? Wishing you a bear-free 2020 and beyond, George. I do wonder where George is from. Does he, I mean, he presumably nowhere particularly rural. I don't know. Nowhere with bears? A bearless nowhere with country? bears. A bearless yeah. country. <laughs> bearless country. Like I mean, UK. you've kind of experienced, um, you've been bear adjacent, haven't you? I don't think you've ever seen anyone live, uh, one live, but you, there's certainly been a situation where like a tour guide's had to um, ding a bell to, 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 to ward off any bears, mm. but not surprise them. Yeah, it was the, the place where the North Korea missile flew over in um, uh, 2017 when we we're in the, the rainforesty type location, Shirakami Sanchi. Beautiful area, but there's a lot of bears. And yeah, the guy had a some sort of bear pepper spray and a bell, and he rang the bell. The idea being that if you turn a corner and there's a bear there, they will fuck you up. But if you ring the bell, let the bear know you're coming, the bear will be like, all right, how you doing? And they'll walk off and it'll be safe. Um, hopefully that's how the altercation would go down. But I, my friend Quinlan up in Iwata Prefecture, he often goes hiking through the mountains and he has seen quite a few bears recently. He saw a few bears at a distance, um, which must be pretty unnerving because there's no wall or anything between him and the bear. I think it was like about 100 or 200 yards away um, and he saw it. Um, but uh, from what I understand, the bears aren't too aggressive here. There's two types of bears in Japan, black bears and brown bears. And I, th- I can't remember which one is the more aggressive. I think it's the brown bear. And that is only in Hokkaido. Uh, and they are far less pleasant. They will, they're quite huge and they will rip your head off and... Uh, that's a good reason to be careful in Hokkaido. I think we there was a news article. We we often have bears come up as a topic, don't we? Um, there was an article about some bears harassing a town in Hokkaido a few weeks back, and they kept harassing the townsfolk um, because the townsfolk couldn't be bothered to pay uh, to have like bear hunters come in anymore because it was really expensive. So they said, right, we're not paying you. And the hunters just went, all right, fuck you then. And then the bears came up and started like ripping the town to pieces. And they were like, oh, crap, because it's like $100,000 for like three months to hire bear hunters. Um, but no, they are there. And it's certainly a reason why I'm always um, a little bit of a pussy when it comes to walking in the mountains alone. I don't do it. Pussy. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you use that word. It <laughs> shocked me. Shocked you? Absolutely shocked me. That's because I'm staring at a cat. There's a little... Oh, that's why. I've got a cat uh, on the other side of the room. Cat. Not a real oh, cat. Go on, cat there. Um, but, you know, I, I don't want to come across a bear. Do I look like the sort of person that could take on a bear? No. Um, no is the answer. No. <laughs> Talk it to death, you big chatty patty. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Claire says hi Chris and Pete I'm always in a good mood on Thursday mornings haven't listened to the podcast on my walk to work and more recently whilst working from home during lockdown well you've got two doses of us uh, uh, every week so uh, now you can enjoy Mondays uh, as the old adage goes Mondays are shit uh, I used to live in Fukuoka, <laughs> says uh, Claire. Uh, so I particularly enjoy Pete's appreciation of Kyushu. I'm uh, always surprised that it's not visited by more people on holiday. It's a great place. It is, Claire. I agree. Uh, I was interested mm. to hear your discussion a few weeks ago about YouTube videos and soundtrack songs that were under copyright. At least my question question for uh, Chris and Pete, too, if he likes. Which song would you most like to have used as a soundtrack in one of your visit videos but were unable to uh, because of copyright issues? Keep up good work, good work and uh, best wishes from Edinburgh. Claire, what song would you go for, uh, Chris, to, on one of your uh, – which video would it be and what song would you choose? 
Well, it depends on the context, doesn't it? But I mm. am recently, I'm currently editing or currently working on a video with Natsuki where he's a pirate. Uh, we're going to like an island and we're, we're doing some stuff there, digging up some treasure. And I want the song, uh, which is called He's a Pirate. And it's from Parts of the Caribbean. It's the classic Parts of the Caribbean soundtrack. And that would just go so well with Natsuki dressed up in his little cheap pirate's costume. That one. That'd be amazing. Can't do it though. Massive copyright issues. So that won't be happening. What about you? <laughs> um, yeah, I think, but maybe the Skyrim theme. Actually, that's probably not that badly. It's pretty much the same, isn't it? It's actually quite good, um, like video game soundtracks. The DSX one, mm. um, I think you you probably wouldn't get a copyright strike for that because it's been, presumably it gets streamed so many times. Um, who was the yeah. guy who did the going for gold slash um, Batman themes slash? Who's like the most famous sort of British um, soundtrack guy? Um, British oh. soundtrack guy. Is he oh, even British? Know. He's probably not even British, is he? Uh, he did Batman, all of the Batman oh. ones. He works with Christopher Nolan quite a lot. Um, you know, I know who I, I, I know. mean. Any, yeah. I know. I, know I interviewed him once and forgot to turn the microphone on. Um, oh, <laughs> my just God. Didn't, didn't broadcast the uh, interview. Only I've only done that twice. Uh, once with him and once with Borat um, in character. Um, you did. You interviewed yeah, Sasha Barrett Cohen as Borat? Yeah, he. Um, I actually did get a recording of it um, on backup, but uh, yeah, he. Uh, you had to submit your questions beforehand so he could come up with um, witty kind of in-character jokes, effectively. Mm. So, but he hilariously kind of noticed that was from the northeast of England, and he started kind of oh. trying to riff on my stupid accent, and he didn't do particularly well. He didn't fare particularly well, hilariously. Um, but, uh, yeah, very, very talented man. Um, wow. But, yeah, I'd probably go for the um, theme tune to, I think, Crisis 2. The video game Crisis 2 has got an incredibly dramatic, horrible, unnerving uh, theme uh, to that. that. That's what I would use. <laughs> A song that literally no one can remember. Uh, no, I've played Crisis like, 2. I've played it. Vroom. I don't know how it goes. I can't remember it. It's no, He's a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> While you were talking about Sasha Baron Cohen, I did look up uh, the guy. It's Hans Zimmer. Of course, it's Hans Zimmer, the most famous Hans Zimmer. Yes. Legend. Got the keys Hans to my Zimmer. Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Legend. I must say, you've got so many cool stories of all the celebrities you've interviewed. I think mm. we're due a spin-off podcast called Pete's Gossip, and it's just you talking about all the altercations and situations you got yourself in with all these celebrities over the years. Because there's some pretty good stories, which uh, we, we can't talk about right now, but you should. Do it. Cash in. <laughs> Doesn't matter now. You've lost your job. All my stories You're are free. very boring. Very boring. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a radio DJ anymore. I'll do it. But I, I am open to doing a tell-all um, uh, tabloid exposure on uh, the one of the most popular um, uh, British Japanese vloggers. If anyone's listening. <laughs> oh, God. Once and all. Um, we got one from Benjamin moving on swiftly. Hi, guys. My name is Benjamin from Alberta, Canada. I was wondering, why do you think traditional arcades are so much more popular in Japan rather than the West? Not counting those arcades that you win for tickets and get prizes, as I call it, kid casinos or gambling for kids. Benjamin. Um, I don't, why is this? Winning arcades that you win for tickets and prizes. I don't think we have those in the UK anymore. Those arcades. Um, 
No. We we do have no, we do have those tickets ones. Like, but, but you probably not not been to a British arcade for a very long time. Oh, um, no. I used to go to a festival in Butlins, and they still had those little uh, things. Yeah, on Brighton Pier and stuff. I'm I'm surprised they even kind of still exist because they're so mechanical and prone to uh, break down. Um, yeah, interesting. Japanese arcades, like, though. They're so I mean, good. They are very good. Like, but they still but a lot of it still is kind of really it. not English. Like a lot of like yeah. a lot of like this. The, I love my soccer. I'd mm. really like to get into this uh, card-based um, football management sim uh, that blokes just sit there with their cigarettes and just smoke away, and they buy their cards and they um, and obviously they spend a load of money on the cards. It's a little bit like a, a managerial offline. Mm. Um, analog version of the FIFA Ultimate Team sort of thing. So you, you spend a lot mm. of money on these packaged cardboard cards, and uh, they, they they comprise of your little players, and you move them around, put them into different uh, formations, uh, and play play matches against people online. This is a fascinating, uh, fascinating little thing. Where is that? Are you talking? Is that in Japan or is that? That's home? in that's in Japan. That's in that's in. So, oh. so, obvi- so obviously, so you see the cards all over the place in every sort of secondhand uh, kind mm. of card collecting shop. Um, you you see them and uh, yeah, you, you put them in formation and you play football matches against people on, on online. And uh, it, I once saw a man and I, uh, no word of a lie, he was dressed in a full tracksuit. And I can't help but think this man, uh, older, older, older man uh, in a full tracksuit playing um, what can only be described as this uh, this uh, football management sim. Genuinely thought he was a football manager, and I, I honestly. If it wasn't all in Japanese, it's just something that's never translated over to, over into Britain. I think we'd really get a kick out of it if there was a, some kind of um, you know patch you could put on the ROM or patch you could put on the system to make it uh, turn it into English. Because I'd love to play it. Absolutely. I mean, mm. Japanese game arcades are ubiquitous. They're everywhere. Like on Sendai High Street alone, um, the arcade. There's there's just so many um, games arcades going along it and. I don't know why they are still popular, really. I think it's just the idea of socialising out, having fun. A lot of the machines are still quite old, a little bit outdated, like those zombie shooter games from like the year 2003 where everything's a bit clunky and rubbish, but it's still kind of fun because the guns click in a realistic way. I yeah. think I The only thing I really play when I go to them is um, the uh, the Mario Kart game where you can like sit down with other people, like three or four people, and play a Mario Kart race. That's always... So much fun. Um, and then they've got the crane games as well, which are big yeah. business, even though I don't think I've ever won a crane game in Japan. Have I? <laughs> and neither have you. Have you won? Oh, no. Uh, no, incorrect. I am oh. flipping great at them. You may have seen me on one of Chris's video losing, but I um, very much am um, uh, I'm, I'm pretty good at, at winning some actually quite problematically large uh, um, presents. Problematic, problematically problematically large, large. I've won like um, a whole packet of those. You know those um, crisp. You know those kind of like long sort of wheat or crisps you can buy. Um, yeah, advertised by Ampan Man, I think, or maybe yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the cat. Um, they're like long, them, kind yeah. of like um, they're, they're like long crisps uh, in a packet. I've won like big packs of those before, uh, and just try to just get as through as many as I can before I go home. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we were in Osaka, were you I think I watched you spend like a thousand yen, like a whole ten dollars, a whole eight pounds trying to win some sort of teddy bear and failing. Yeah. And that footage made the cut of the music video, yeah. the kind of Blade Runner esque uh, music video montage at the end of our video. Why Go I and check man. it out. Go watch Pete Lee's and and uh, the phrase why I man is 
rather prolific. But uh, yeah, you've got to go though. There's nothing more fun than going to a bar, doing a bit of Norman Holiday, having a drink, having some food, then going to an arcade, a little bit drunk, messing around on Mario Kart, playing the drum game where you bang the drum in time, mm, and then the going to karaoke. That is the dream. That is the best possible night out you can have in Bloody Japan. Bloody good night out. Like a movie. We've got one last message from Lazarus, which is a very cool name. I wish I was called Lazarus. Hello, gentlemen. My name's Lazarus, and I'm from Perth, Australia. I've been a fan of your channel on podcast for a while. It's one of my many reasons why I chose to visit Japan back in 2017 and 2019. Uh, my question for you today is, will we ever see Risotto, Natsuki, and Pete in the same video? I'd imagine it would be amazing, like seeing the Avengers, or perhaps a little bit chaotic, like Suicide Squad. But regardless, I'm loving the content. Keep it up. And for Pete, I find your voice soothing to listen to. Not sure why. Yes! <laughs> but have you been involved or considered any voice acting roles? I would love to hear your voice in some wacky RPG adventure game. Thanks for answering my questions. Kind regards, Lazarus. Have you done any voice acting, Pete? We know you have. I think you have. I have done some voice acting. Uh, unsuccessfully, I would say. But oh. uh, I'm... I'm I'm always looking for to, for that triple A title to to pop up in as a as an NPC. Hello there, <laughs> you in my garden? <laughs> Get out What's of my that? garden! I don't know. Is that a West like, Country yeah, accent. It would have to be the the, the only uh, the only kind of um, uh, the only video games that would allow someone with my accent uh, if I didn't do an RP, which is my only other accent I can do, um, is like fantasy, isn't it? Like the only kind of like British roles are like fantasy. So it would have to be like a Skyrim kind of dodgy NPC that glitches out into the scenery and is never seen, seen, seen again. But I've always wanted to be in a video game. That's always been my, um, my, uh, I sort of gravitated towards developers in, in, in the industry just because I just want to know how to get into doing voice acting. Um, but primarily, first and foremost, you have to be an actor. <laughs> so right. that kind you of sees me off massively. But, um, no, I've, uh, it's, it's difficult. It's more difficult than you think and it's more difficult to respect. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, all, that's always been the dream. Always been the dream. Impressive. I would like to see you in the upcoming Resident Evil game. As a disgruntled <laughs> farmer, because you just man, it comes out the wall. You get off my the... plums. Brilliant. That'll be it. Yeah, yeah. Pete's yeah. very good voice acting. I uh, oh, forget geez, that. Mate. I forget you have a good voice, even though I hear it every week. It's not Twice voice acting, now. It's just voiceovers, isn't it? Voiceovers, mate. I just have a good voice. I don't know how. Cheers. I, that's the thing I'll with voice it. actors. I guess it's just a gift because it's not. Is it something you can learn, or do you just wake up one morning and be like, I can do a voice, like? No, What's, I think I think no, I think good? I think voiceovers are a lot easier than voice acting. Act, voice acting is acting, but voiceovers are something that I, I did do and did for a long time um, for TV stations. Um, mm. uh, I was for my ITV two audition, uh, which I got and had uh, had that job for a long time. Um, regarding my accent, the producer who was interviewing me said, uh, "Pete, I level with you. We just want someone who sounds a bit stupid." So, <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't proud enough. Not to take their oh, money. God. God, that was good oh, money. Wow. God, that was good money. <laughs> you had the last laugh. You had I the did. last laugh. And of I course, did. you do work for IGN sometimes as well, right? The biggest yes, games yes. website. Yes, yes. I play ever. like a... Um, I play like a shouting man character. My shouting man character is very popular with video game uh, video game characters. <laughs> I'm doing some work for uh, Rainbow Six pretty soon. I'm pretty excited about that. Rainbow Six Siege, which is a game I've not played a lot of um, because uh, it looks a bit technical. But then I started playing it. Fuck me, that's a game. Brilliant. And I'm oh, not saying that just because I love it. Of them. 
Well, well, you well I used to play it? Rainbow Six back in the day. Oh, it was just a little mm. um, promo for something they've got they've got on. But um, yeah, wow, I, I, I'm very uh, very into it. That's awesome. Well, if somebody's listening, any of you guys listening, and you work in the video games <laughs> industry, please give Pete a job as yeah. a disgruntled farmer Cheers, or mate. other roles. Anything, he'll take anything. Get off my plums! They're my bloody plums. They are. Get off! <laughs> Oh, There's man. no one in the office, thank God. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to think up some ideas of how we can utilise your voice <laughs> in something. Um, as for the previous question, Natsuki, Risotto and Pete in the same video, I don't know, maybe we can fit them all into the aforementioned Day in the Life of a Japanese Hitman episode, if that happens. And if you've got any ideas, ladies and gentlemen, about what we should do with that idea, or Pete being in a video game, let us know, as always, with your comments, stories, and questions to a Braun Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week to do it all over again. And by next week, I mean Thursday. And I'm still learning mm. the new release schedule. Still learning. Podcast. Still learning. Still learning. I like it, though. I'm getting there. <laughs> but for now, guys, see you on Thursday. Enjoy the next few days and have a great start to the week. Take care. See you Thursday. Bye for now. Ta ta. production. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.